In 2001, David Jaffe found time away from his busy development career to play a new video game called Animusha. Animusha was a hack-and-slash game that told its story using well-known Japanese historical figures. He walked away from the game inspired to create his own version of the game set within Greek mythology, and this idea became the basis for 2005's God of War, and started one of the most awarded video game franchises of the modern era. Today we're going to tell you the story of God of War, we're going to look at the history of David Jaffe, and of the original God of War game. We'll also take a look at how the mythology stacks up against the real thing. So sit down, take a moment, and get ready for a history lesson on today's trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello, and welcome to the 134th episode of our video game history podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week, we'll tell you the story about one topic relevant to the current week in gaming history. It can be about a game, a console, a person, a technology, so on and so forth. just has to be relevant to this week in video games. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the topic, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world in its legacy. And today, we're all going to learn about God of War, originally released for the Sony PlayStation on March 22nd, 2005. Would be PlayStation 2 in 2005, wouldn't it? It sure would. I'm David Kasson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who is always waging war against the Greek gods. He's my brother, Rob Kasson. Rob... What did the gods ever do to you? They're just some tricky bastards, Dave. They, they trick really you to are. do things you don't want to do. They're, yeah, I I guess. They're, I don't know about tricky, but they're definitely a weird bunch of people. We're going to get into that, though. We're going to get into that, though. Also joining us today is return guest Damon Robson, Rob's best friend. See, get, get that, Robson, Rob's best friend. I, I never put that together. That's weird, you two. Uh, it is what it is. Damon last joined us for our episode on Dark Souls, which was episode six. Did you know that? Did you remember that? It was our sixth episode. I remembered that. That was a long time ago. Yes, it was. A long time ago. Sometimes like, I go back and listen like 128. to it. <laughs> I go back and listen to it. Ah, the memories. Praise the sun. <laughs> Hey, but you know what? Just think about this, you two. So when we did that episode, I was so anti-Dark Souls. And since then, you guys have gotten me to play a From Software game. Yeah, we have. You have. And and actually, you've made me want to go back and play the other From Software games, which I haven't done yet, to be honest with you. But you, you broke me in, finally. Uh, you had to learn at some point. Yeah, I know. I know. That's still my favorite game from last year. I'm definitely still my favorite game from last year. So, and we it still was need to, a great one. Need to get Rob through it completely. Yeah, you do. I still yeah. haven't beaten it. I'm actually on my third run through right now. Oh, look at me and David. I know, right? <laughs> Talking about how his boy hasn't even finished it. I'm on my third time through. Shut well, speaking of being on your third time through, Damon, what are you playing in general right now? Uh, well, we just started Ark. But we I've did. been doing a lot of RuneScape the last couple of months, oh. and I needed to take a break from it for a little bit. I was burning myself out. I think I'm in the middle of a break from it right now. You never other even started. That, uh, I did start. Other than that, it's just been the normal. You know, Rocket League, a uh, little bit of uh, Dragon Ball now again since Rob got it, and... I think that's about it lately. Is that what I walked into this weekend? Rob, you finally bought the Dragon Ball and it was time for everyone to play it? Um, Xenoverse had some stuff on sale, so even though I own the base game, uh, I decided to get some content and I decided to play it and everyone saw me playing it and was like, oh shit, Xenoverse 2, let's play! And that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> Do love me some Super Saiyans, man. <laughs> Just saying. You're also playing Ark. Yeah. We did just start that. What else are you playing? He said Rocket League. Dave, you didn't listen. That was pretty much everything. We're all playing the same thing. Oh, Destiny 2. 
I did start playing Destiny 2 again. Mm. A little bit. Not okay. much. Is there anything that we're not playing as a group that you're playing? Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, okay. How about you, Rob? Um... Uh... Is there anything I'm playing that's not a part of the group? I don't yeah. think that there is. Okay. Because Xenoverse, RuneScape, Rocket League, Ark. Yeah, it's been a group-oriented couple of uh, days. Yeah. You did sure. play uh, Oxygen Not Included. Oh, there you go. You did yeah. play that on Friday, I think. Yeah, there you go. See, Damon remembers even though I don't. Go and ahead, then go while, Damon. And then while you guys were playing Xenoverse, since I don't play that, I played Factorio, which normally you do play with me, but you did not this time. Yeah. So there you go. So, very diverse set of games still this week. It was. Yeah. How is Factorio? Oh, I love Factorio. I, I, it's, I think it's fantastic. I haven't quite nailed down the, like, the um ratios which is kind of where i'm at um you know but i did just get to the point so one of the one of the, the what they tell you about the game is you get to a point where you have construction robots and you can lay down blueprints and let them build for you and i finally just got to that point i haven't even gotten to play with them like make them yet to see how they work but that's kind of where you're waiting for because that lets you optimize and lets them do all the work uh so i'm there I finally got there, but I don't know what that means yet. We'll see. So I'm kind of excited for that. I did just try to start making trains, though. So that's fun. I like trains. Planes and automobiles. Trains, planes, and automobiles. There are drones in that one, I think. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I like Factorio. I think it's great. So. The only connection that I have to that game would be satisfactory. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's like satisfactory, so. Uh, Damon, you have familiarity with God of War. You've played it, correct? I've played them, yes. Played them? As in, like, how much of the series have you played? Just the originals, none of the new ones. So, mainline originals, like 1, 2, and 3, did you play any of, like, the prequels at all? No, just like one, two, and Chains three. of Olympus or Ascension or anything like that? No, I okay. did not. And Rob, you're a newbie to the series, are you not? That is correct, Dave. I've never played any of the God of War games. I at least know Kratos is, and I've seen gameplay from them, but um, although the original was on PlayStation 2, it got away from me, and I never bought any of the later PlayStation consoles, so I didn't have a chance to play the newer ones. Hmm. But Xbox for life. What Just is a good PC. note to add in is both of the new God of Wars will be on PC. It's true. Is it the first one already? Yes. It's it's Ragnarok that like they have system console exclusivity for a while. Yes. Um, It'll probably be a year or two before yeah, we see yeah. it on PC. Yeah, I haven't played Ragnarok yet, but I did play the I did play the first and then in the Norse the Norse line, the new ones. Um, I played all the old ones. This is a fantastic series. I will be totally honest with you before I get into the history. Rob, I'm, I'm surprised. I understand your reasons like that. You didn't have playstations around. Um, but I would think that you would have tripped on this at some point, because like in the scheme of games that you like, knowing that you're such a devil may cry fan, this is so in your wheelhouse. Oh, absolutely. It definitely looks like a game that I would play, but you know, like I said, just with the exception of the original that just slipped past me, all the other ones were on consoles I didn't own, and you know, I don't really go to my friend's house to play God of War. We played yeah. games together. Yeah, this is so in your wheelhouse. It's kind of weird. That's okay. I don't know. That's a good game. So... Well, God of War was kind of goes, it doesn't go back that far. It's not like this is some history that goes back to, you know, the 60s or 50s or whatever. The concept of it, you know, 
it was made by Santa Monica Studios. Santa Monica Studios was founded in 1999 by a longtime Sony employee who really was looking to break out of Sony's corporate culture. Uh, he wanted to develop video games in a, a more intimate environment, not the, you know, not the, just not the corporate soul eating environment that, that that was known for. And Santa Monica Studios' first game was a futuristic racing game called Kinetica. Do either of you remember Kinetica? Never heard of it. Nope, not not familiar with that one either. All right. So Kinetica was, like I said, a futuristic racing game. It didn't really reinvent the genre, but it was received fairly favorably. Its Metacritic score at the moment is a 77 out of 100. Uh, one reviewer actually wrote that it practically annihilated the last two of zero games. So, I mean, it had some things going for it. Um, they started making Kinetica on the PlayStation but the PlayStation 2 was being worked on. It was in its development phase. So Santa Monica Studios was still a Sony studio. So in order to capitalize it, they wanted them to make it on the PlayStation 2. And in order to do so, Santa Monica Studio kind of had to work from scratch because new system means new programming, new tools, new things like that. So in order to make Kinetica, they had to make their own game engine for the PlayStation 2. Now, this was known as the Kinetica engine. And the Connecticut engine is probably the only significant thing that Connecticut contributed to video game and video game history. Now, one of the designers on Connecticut was David Jaffe. David earned notoriety through the late 90s because he created the Twisted Metal series. Now that you guys know. Oh, definitely. I yeah. loved those games. No, Rob's like, nah, I don't know anything about <laughs> Twisted Metal. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I never played them. Nope, never once. No idea what you're talking about. Sounds <laughs> like a game where you just get some steel girders and twist them. Oh, that would be an interesting game. Um, it would be an interesting game. I'm not going to cover much about Twisted Metal because I, I'm pretty sure that we're, we have it slated to be as an episode in the future. I mean, I know we have it slated to be an episode in the future. But if you don't know what Twisted Metal is, it was a series of vehicular combat games that were pretty successful for Sony, not like smashing, you know, console selling success. But I mean, they rate decently and they sold a bunch of copies. So um, I'm with Rob. They're a lot of fun. I don't know. He didn't say that, but he was thinking it. I heard him. So in 2001, somewhere in the midst of Connecticut success, David Jaffe found the time to play a hack and slash video game called Animusha. Now, Animusha is now a series. Have either of you even played an Animusha game? God, this is going great today. So great. So great. So great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I can't I, say that I know that series either. So Animusha is an action adventure game. It uses historical Japanese figures and retells their stories with a supernatural twist. Now, without getting too much into it, that series takes its inspiration from Resident Evil. And the idea the idea behind the Animusha game initially and, and moving forward literally was that instead of a mansion, it could be a house in a specific historic period. And instead of zombies, it could be a ninja house filled with booby traps. This kind of sounds like Ninja Gaiden. I, I mean, kind of, sort of. It's not a far cry, but, you know... This is more his, like Japanese myths with a, with a with a, a supernatural twist, basically. So, so after playing Animusha, David knew what he wanted to create next, and and verbatim he remembers thinking, "I want to make Animusha, but with Greek mythology." Now he was inspired by the 1981 film Clash of the Titans, but the real kicker was that in his mind he wanted to merge clash of titans with heavy metal magazine now despite the fact that it's still in publication today have have either of you ever read heavy metal either uh i've seen the heavy metal movie okay i'm not a big, I'm not a big reader so no i didn't <laughs> that's, a, that's a i wouldn't have expected that flex but okay um so I mean, Rob, you kind of have a, some familiarity with the type of content that heavy metal uses. Um, I'm really not sure how much of our audience 
would know Heavy Metal, so let's take a moment and talk about it. Heavy Metal is started publication in 1977. It's a science fiction and dark fantasy comic magazine that was that is was and and is it was a big deal back then not a big deal now it was well known for not holding itself to the bounds of what's called the comics code that had governed content that could be used in comic books since the mid 50s so basically heavy metal was a comic book that featured explicit content its pages were typically dark fantasy and science fiction steampunk and erotica so David Jaffe's idea was to merge the kids' stuff, he said, like Greek mythology, with the idea of adding more adult themes, such as sex and violence. And that really became the basis for God of War. That, that's a fair statement. Yeah, in hindsight, it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> that's a very fair statement. So with that in mind, David and the development team gave themselves a lot of wiggle room to modify the Greek myths. And inevitably what they did was take, in their words, the coolest aspects of the subject and write a story using those elements. So Charlie Wen, the visual director, took his inspiration from the same place, um, Clash the Titans, and he used that to kind of shape the visual style of God of War. And he mixed in contemporary films uh, based on the same concepts, like Gladiator was one that they dipped into. Um, And that brings us back to Kinetica. So, as I said, Kinetica was a futuristic racing game, but with fast and fluid gameplay. And this ended up being a perfect engine for what the creative team saw their goal as, which was, and I quote, to make the player feel brutal letting their inner beast free and just going nuts. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah, it is. So, this became the basis for the game's combat system, which turned into a freeform combo system that would allow players to combine moves in any order. Now, the team had originally considered presenting God of War, the whole game, from a first-person perspective. Um, And they dabbled with this for about the first, I don't know, three or four months of development. But during this period, David and members of the team went to the DICE Summit. And they saw presentations of both Ico and Devil May Cry. And these games collectively helped shape the team's opinion and how to present the game. He, in a later interview, David Jaffe was quoted as saying that the first person view would not have allowed them to have the kind of emotion, combat, and character building that they were hoping to accomplish with this game. So we switched to third person. And and at one point during development, as they're in the marketing and hype phase, they use both those games as a reference point. There's one interview where he said that God of War merges the action of Devil May Cry with the puzzle solving of Ico, and that players would be able to sunder enemies with a single move, such as by ripping them in half. And there were other inspirations, you know, I I mean, it it starts, it's ridiculous, because if you dive down this rabbit hole, you see a little bit of everything. Like, I saw Legend of Zelda in there, and other movies, and it's like, it's they just took bits and pieces from all these different places, and they're like, we're gonna put these together... Our other was that they made a game and then they were like, well, if our games kind of like it, we're going to try to get people in with that, you know, um, and then they go from there. Um, yeah. So the team got to work developing the game. They marketed, they worked the hype train and they released it to the world on March 22nd, 2005. It was a pretty smooth development process. You know, they worked together to figure all these bits and pieces out and then just made a game, wrote a cool story and made a game. And so we have got a war. Which started a whole series. This is a whole thing now. Big thing. It's a great series, though. I mean, when I look back at it, it was one of the most I almost enjoyed it as much as Double May Cry, as you mentioned. Oh, I, I mean, no need to look back at it. It's still relevant, like massively relevant. There are 
I don't, I mean, we do a lot of series and like they, they kind of go in and out, but it's, it, some of these series that are 20, almost 20 years old, not all of them are still relevant today's day and age, but like the current God of Wars that they're making right now are like the showcase games for the the current generation of PlayStation. Like God of War, the 2018 God of War is cited by a lot of people as their 100% absolute favorite game for the PlayStation 4 era. So, um, and from the rating wise, I think it's fifth best rated game behind like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. I forgot what else is in there, but I know those are in there for sure. Oh, Last of Us. Last of Us Remastered is definitely in there. So. I was about to say Last of Us is one of the most highly rated games. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like third. I think Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, then Last of Us, and then maybe um, God of War in that generation. I looked it up the other day. I think I have the notes somewhere else in, in the scheme of things. Anyway, we got God of War. And for those of you that haven't played it, like Rob, why? Rob has a good excuse, I guess. He didn't own a PlayStation. That's my fault. I I took it. Did I take it? I don't remember. Uh, I think I, yeah. Not the two. I was gonna say, me and Rob used to play Guitar Hero on number on his PlayStation too. So I definitely had a two in my dorm room, but that was probably mine, huh? Or we bought another one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So God of War is an adventure, action adventure, hack and slash, very loosely based on Greek mythology. It takes place in ancient Greece, and it tells the story of Kratos, who is a Spartan warrior, and he's tasked by the goddess Athena to kill Ares, the god of war. Uh, Kratos wants to kill the god of war because he had tricked Kratos into killing Kratos's wife and daughter so it's it's a story of vengeance at least this first one is actually a lot of them are the old series and it weaves this story of Kratos going after Ares around many notable figures from Greek mythology Athena uh, Poseidon Aphrodite Zeus Artemis Hades they're all in there somewhere you even meet the Oracle of Delphi um, in the midst there so a whole cast of characters that some people have familiarity with we'll get back to to that relevance in a hot moment um but yeah so damon after giving that little bit do you remember anything about this first game not a bit not like a... I, like i said i it's been so long since i played it i i can't remember much about it what do you remember about the original series then um, mainly you fight a couple of giants in two and three, you kill Zeus, and I can't remember the final boss of the third one, but I do remember there being a gigantic boss as one of the final bosses in one of them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's cover. Okay. So let me start by saying, I remember this game. I have played, I played it originally when, I, let's go back. Originally they released this as a demo. It was called God of War the Hydra demo. And it, it the first boss in the game, actually the way the game opens, it opens with the cutscene of him killing his wife and daughter. But the actual gameplay opens up with Kratos on a boat that's being attacked by Hydra, the three-headed, three-headed, whatchamacallit. Um, so they had a demo called God of War, the Hydra demo that played until through that battle. And I remember playing that and this game was freaking epic. Like the scale of it at the time was absolutely amazing. So when it came out, we certainly had it. I don't remember if we bought it, probably bought it. I, I, this would have been 2005. I would have been working at Best Buy at the time. And when you work in that environment, a techie gaming environment, you know everything and everyone wants to wants to um so i probably would have been my roommate and i at the time one of my best friends in the whole world probably would have got this and sat down at it and i just remember being so tickled and i'll start by saying 
obviously, since I host a video game history podcast, no surprise that I'm into history. Uh, so tickled by this depiction of Greek mythology. It's not Greek mythology, but it is. And it's such a cool reinterpretation of like, it, it's essentially its own myth. Does that make sense? Like, in no way is this what happened, but it takes the same characters and it tells a different story with them. But it, but they're familiar characters, like, which was the coolest thing ever. Um, how many games do you get to fight with the gods of the, the Olympian gods? You know what I mean? Seven. <laughs> okay. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I remember this. Uh, I remember the Hydra battle. Immediately at the Hydra battle, you're like, uh, you're in a hot tub with nude women drinking wine and you have the ability to sleep with them. And I remember like uh, me 20 years old at the time was like, uh, okay. Yeah, man. Like this is different, you know? Um, and then the game just started and I mean, Kratos is a beast, he just, I mean, when they said they wanted to make a combo system where you can like take your enemies and you can rip them in half, like you can do finishing kills on these, on these, a lot of the enemies that just literally that's it. Like, like you tuck your blades in them and just rip them apart in two. It was brutal and gory, fast and fluid with a really great story. I loved, still love God of War. I played it when it originally came out. They remastered it on the PS3. I played it then. Um, I don't think I played it in the PS4 era because I moved on to the, the current series, but um, I played through this a couple times, actually. It's a great game. Imagine um, being like 10 years or younger playing it. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't expose children to the, the, yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. The, I agree with that now, but back then I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you know. 20 year old me thought it was awesome too. Your, 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 you, you know, 39 year old me still likes boobs. So, I mean, I, uh, can't complain about, about that. It's just, you know, shameless boys, I guess. So let's go into the plots. Damon, this will be a refresher for you. And I'm going to mix this up with the actual mythology behind this so you guys are going to get a little history lesson here too so the game starts out as i said with uh aries he tricks kratos into killing his wife and daughter puts him into like a blind vengeance to attack a village sneaks his his wife and daughter into the village and um kratos murders them as he's destroying the village um let's start with kratos so there is no character exactly like kratos in greek greek mythology kratos uh, means power or strength in greek there is a kratos in in the greek mythology he is one of the four siblings to uh, the titan god Pallas and the goddess styx as in the river styx it might be how you know her um, and really kratos's most significant contribution to greek mythology is that in the story uh, called prometheus bound where Prometheus is captured and chained to a rock, Kratos and his sister Bea are the ones who drag Prometheus from where he is to the rock to be chained to it. So that's uh, that's about it. Also, there was a war between the Titans, uh, the old Greek gods and the Olympian gods called the uh, Titanomachy. It's the Titan War, like Clash of the Titans. It's the Titanomachy. Um, and... They were part of the Titanomachy. So when Zeus put out word that he was looking for allies in the war, Kratos' mother, Styx, was one of the first persons to join Zeus's side, and she brought her four children with her. After the war, as a result, Zeus repaid that debt by basically making her name, all the gods had to invoke her name, um... Like it was an, an unbreakable bond. So you would swear an oath to the river sticks, and that was an unbreakable bond. And he also rewarded the four children by allowing them to live with him forever. So it's really weird, but the four children 
actually live as part of Zeus. Like they don't exist in the in the realm. They are Zeus and they're considered aspects of his personality and authority. So kind of kind of interesting. Um, and, and then, of course, Ares is actually the Olympian god of war. He is the personification of sheer violence and brutality. So in that note, tricking Kratos to murder his wife and daughter is not a far cry over some of the behaviors that Ares displays in the mythologies, but their relationship doesn't really exist otherwise. So, so Kratos kills his wife and daughter. Any questions you don't want to know about like anything? The river sticks. You like the river sticks. You ever been to the river sticks? I have not. Good. You shouldn't go to River Sticks. It's the river to the underworld. Hell, yeah. Well. <laughs> we will end I up mean, there. I'll probably end up there. You have to cross, point, cross so. with the boat. And yeah. You have to pay the uh, the schmeckles. Chiron. I forget the coin to pay the boat, the ferryman. Yeah. Don't they do that in Percy Jackson? They do indeed. They cross the River Sticks. So that, that's about the only knowledge of that that I would have is what they put in Percy Jackson. That's okay. That's a good reference point. That's not a not a terrible reference point. So uh, didn't they have some involvement with Dante's Inferno with that too? Pretty sure isn't that how he enters hell? It might be, but I, that's another game I don't really remember. So Kratos murders his wife and daughter, and realizes what he's done. He's horrified. The Oracle of the village binds the ashes of his dead family to his skin, which gives him that white ashen look and earns him the nickname, the ghost of Sparta. Oh, that's why he's that. So Kratos starts serving the gods in repentance. Um, he serves the gods for about 10 years. That's some of the other, um, there's a lot of comics and books and other games. That's some of, you know, some of that's in there. And so 10 years later is when the game play starts where he's um, having to fight the Hydra in service of Poseidon. And at this point, Kratos is just tired of serving the gods and he has constant nightmares. So the burden of, you know, what he did to his family haunts him. And he's just he's he's tired. He's tired of it. He's tired of the nightmares. He's tired of constantly serving the gods. He's done. So he invokes Athena and Athena tells him that if he can kill Ares, then he will be forgiven for murdering his family. Now in the game at the moment, Ares and Athena are fighting and Ares is besieging Athens. Athens is the namesake of Athena. That should be no surprise. That's still a thing. <gasps> I know. No way. Um, Athena is the Olympian goddess of wisdom and war. Athens was named after her. Um, so there's some merit that she'd be fighting with Ares. With that being said, it's generally agreed. I don't think this game really displays this very well, but it's generally agreed that Athena was more powerful than Ares. In fact, most of the traits that she personifies and displays She's said to be superior than just about anyone else at all of said traits. Um, and there are actually depictions of Ares being afraid of Athena. So this like them on equal footing thing that the game is kind of displaying here, not really a thing. But I will tell you, because I I I I think a lot of our listeners probably don't have much of a basis in Greek mythology, and now we're on some of my stuff. Uh Athena, let's talk about Athena for a second. So one day Zeus hears a prophecy that his first wife would bear two children. The first child would be Athena and the second would be a son that was so powerful that he would overthrow Zeus. Now Zeus is terrified that he's going to be overthrown. So he tricks his wife who is, this is the first wife Metis. So he tricks Metis into turning into a fly and then Zeus swallows her. But that's, they still, uh, but they still exist. Metis still exists in. She's still inside Zeus, and she's pregnant. 
and she has Athena and she starts crafting armor and all this stuff. So in time, Zeus starts having really bad headaches. So he asked Hephaestus to strike him with an axe. So Hephaestus just takes his axe and cleaves this guy and nails him and out jumps Athena, fully armed, full of fire, a battle cry like no one's ever heard before. Uh, and that's how Athena was birthed. And in the Greek mythology, Athena's only parent is Zeus. She doesn't have a mother listed because of the way she was birthed. That's well, damn. a little messed up when you think about it. <laughs> I love Greek mythology. Yeah, I'm going to swallow my wife, and then so someone's going to hit me with an axe, and then Athena's going to pop out. Hi! Yeah, so. that's that's a little messed up. Makes so sense. Kratos isn't sure how to take down Ares in the game. He decides to go to the Oracle of Delphi, uh, fights his way to the Oracle, and the Oracle tells him that he needs Pandora's box to kill Ares. Uh, in the game, Pandora's box grants you the power to kill a god. A little bit different than the actual myth of Pandora's box. Um, now, as was that... this the, the Oracle ahead. prior or post meeting with Oedipus and learning about the complex? <laughs> that's a great question and not relevant to this mythology at all so so the myth of pandora's box like i said has changed a little bit as the myth goes prometheus steals fire from mount olympus and he gives it to mortal men zeus is pissed off that prometheus stole fire so he commands hephaestus to mold the first woman from the earth and they give these women all these deceitful traits like beauty and um you know they give her necklace and they give her dresses and they give her the looks and she's got all the abilities to deceive man to bring him down because we're coming out of the what's called the golden age of men at this point where like it was all men and they were immortal and they invoked with the gods and they you know lived in a peaceful earth and they basked in the glory of the sun and the the earth was just abundant with food and they ate whatever they wanted. So we're coming out of the golden age. And so woman's maid, she comes to earth with, you know, all these deceitful traits and a jar full of, quote, countless plagues. So Pandora, so Zeus tries to give Pandora to Prometheus's brother, um, Epimetheus. And despite Prometheus warning his brother not to accept any gifts from Zeus whatsoever, Epimetheus accepts Pandora, who then proceeds to open the jar and scatter it among the earth, unleashing every evil and bad thing you could think of that, you know, that was in the jar. The only thing that doesn't get released from the jar is hope. Weird enough. And yes, it's a jar. Uh, at one point, it was mistranslated to box and the term Pandora's box has just kind of stuck. But in the actual myth, it's a, it's a jar. Like if you go back and you read the. Um, ooh, Helioid. I don't remember which text it is. It's a jar. So in the game, Pandora's box happens to be hidden on a temple that's chained to the back of one of the Titans, Kronos. Hence the big uh, Titan that Damon remembers. At least. That when you he's say a, that name, I actually do remember that name. Yeah, because he's in all of them. So, yeah. Well, no. And yes. So, Kronos and is Kronos is is like just about the same as the word the Greek word for time, which is Kronos, because it's Kronos or Kronos. It it it's the same as the Greek word for time. So the Titan Kronos is sometimes also referred to as old man, like old father of time, just because of the word, the word correlation. So it's about as close as you're going to get. So Kronos was one of the first generation of Titans. He is the leader of the first generation of Titans. He is the father of Zeus. Um, he never had a temple, uh, a desert temple strapped to his back that had Pandora's box in it. That's for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure in the second game, since Damon brought it up, um, he doesn't actually stop Kratos in his first game. 
and and as punishment he's in in prison in tartarus which is where he ends up in the actual mythology too so he ends up in the same place um couple other fun things about chronos so he's the one who oversaw the golden age of man he overthrew his father um uranus i think it's uranus (laughs) that was my anus um so he overthrew his 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 father and oversaw the golden age of man like i said when the planet was peaceful and we lived in bliss amongst an abundance of food um and they all lived peacefully but somewhere along the way uh chronos heard a prophecy that one of his children was going to overthrow him now at this point his children were hestia demeter Hera, Hades, and Poseidon. So he swallows all of his children one by one. Apparently, gods just like to eat their children. What's up with that? I don't know. Hungry, so Chron- hungry gods. So Cronus, Cronus's wife, Rhea, turns to Gaia, uh, Cronus's mother, for help. And Gaia tells her to go to Crete, the island Crete, where she gives birth to Zeus. Now, of course, Cronus wants all his children. He's been swallowing them one by one. So Gaia helps um, Gaia helps Rhea trick Zeus. They hand Zeus a rock that's swat that's wrapped in swaddling clothes. Zeus doesn't check it. He just chucks it into his mouth and swallows it. But it's not Zeus. Zeus is left on Crete. He's actually raised by a goat and tree nymphs on the island. Kind of. Yeah, a goat, a, a goat, a single goat. I'm a Amathea or something like that. I'm a butcher stuff. There's probably some uh, actual Greek mythology expert that's on one hand. They're going to go, oh, he kind of remembers some of this stuff. And they're going to go, no, that's not the one. So anyway. The tree, the tree nymphs are like the Malia, Malaya, something like that. I don't know. Anyway. So Zeus gets raised on this island. He gets older. At one point, he disguises himself as Kronos's cupbearer. And he serves Kronos a mixture of mustard and wine, um, which causes him to throw up. And he throws up all of his children, which, of course, are Zeus's brothers and sisters. So Zeus gathers all of his brothers and sisters and he convinces them to start a rebellion against their father. And that is the War of the Titans I talked about a moment ago called the Titanomachy. Wow, that's uh, that's a pretty big word. I mean, that's a pretty cool story. A whole lot of children swallowing. Said, that's, what yeah, you took, like, that's what you took from that. I know, that's a big like, word. The swallowing, <laughs> the swallowing of the children, like, still kind of, like, that's really weird to me. The fact that they, like, Zeus swallows his wife, and then his dad swallowed all of them. Like, Yeah, well, the myth is kind of weird. So, his dad, um, like, his dad Zeus overthrows Kronos right and then Kronos basically tells him um or is it the opposite is it is it Uranus the way it trickles down is like one of them overthrows their father and then curses their son that he's gonna that the same thing's gonna happen to him um and it just it trickles down so there's actually two wars in in Greek mythology the war of the titans and the war of the giants so the titanomachy and the the gigant giant Gigant, giant, giant, they're the giantas. So giantomachy, I think it's giantomachy. I could get that wrong. So anyway, Kratos recovers Pandora's box, but Eris catches him, catches wind that he has the box. So he chucks a giant pillar at Kratos and he kills him as he's leaving the temple. So Eris get some harpies to take pandora's box somewhere probably to athens kratos ends up in the underworld where a mysterious gravedigger aids him in escaping so that he can go back to athens and face eris Ares, which he does he goes to athens takes the box back uses the power in pandora's box to become godlike and fight Ares. they turn into giants overseeing everything um Kratos gets the best of Ares. He picks up the Blade of Gods, which was be- which was just, it was a giant sword that was being used as an ornamental bridge in Athens. He just picks it up and he impales uh, Ares with it. So they used a sword for bridge. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that that's pretty sounds, fucking metal. That sounds a little familiar to me. So Athena comes. He tells Kratos, or she tells Kratos, rather, that his sins are forgiven, but that the gods can't take away his nightmares. So Kratos feels abandoned by the gods. He steps up to a cliff over the Aegean Sea, and he jumps off of it. Um, obviously to commit suicide. Um, Athena intervenes, says, no, you've done way too much service to the gods. You don't get to go out like this. So she transports him to Mount Olympus as a reward for his service to the gods. He is given Athena's blades and he is offered Eris throne, which he takes to become the God of War. And that's the first God of War game. So. Quite the story. I don't don't remember that ending at all. It's great. These are, I mean, all three of them are great. And then, like, Damon was talking about, like, Titans, like, climbing a big monster. Like, you do. You fight the Titans. Like, you fight, fight the Titans. And it's so freaking cool. And one of the battles is, like, in the later games, it's like Shadow of the Colossus, where you're, like, climbing the Titan. Um, You climb the Titan, and then, like don't you rip his intestines out like that's it like you you impale your your blades on him and use your body weight to open him up and his entails come tumbling out if i remember correctly or his intestines come tumbling out yeah yeah Yeah, that's pretty lit that was one of the most brutal games i've ever played i mean they're so brutal but the stories are so much fun like it's just such a it's such a fun it is such a fun depiction of all these characters it's such a fun, you know. And it's a different look at them too. Like normally you think gods and they're like, oh, they're untouchable. But then this mm-hmm. mortal comes along and kills a god, becomes a god, and then just starts messing them all up. That's true. That's important to note in this first one that Kratos is immortal, um, and he goes on this. You know, he needs Pandora's box because he's immortal, and it's the only way he can get the power of a god to kill a god to kill Ares, um, which he does. And he's awarded basically immortality um, as a result of, you know, his service here killing Ares. So. Um, I remember the last fight uh, when you open Pandora's box with, with the fight with Ares. It's like it, it reminds me every time of Power Rangers, because it's like when they when they combine each other to turn into the giant month, you know, the the basically the was it Megazoid? to fight the giant monsters and power yeah. rangers there's there's a couple of them that are like like there's a couple different names for them like you have the cars one the dino ones yeah. there's but that's what that's what the end reminds me of because they're basically fighting as giants over the city of athens and pandora's box makes kratos grow to that size and then he just picks up this bridge it's a sword but it's a bridge he's like oh hey look there's the bl- there's the blade of the gods rip stab it's fantastic it really is fantastic. So this is these are great, great games. Great, great games. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to do another playthrough, but I don't want to buy a PlayStation to do it. So my think, goal is to just play the new ones. Don't they have a remastered trilogy that they put out for like the PS4? Um, I haven't had a Sony since I was a kid, so I have no idea. I thought that they remastered they remastered three. I see God of War three remastered. <laughs> Someone wrote an article, the case for God of War remastered trilogy on PS five. That'd be fantastic. But bring it to PC when you do it, please. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You're hurting yourself if you don't bring have the re- whole yeah. series to yeah, PC. Uh, true. I have played a lot of the spinoffs, but not all of them. I would like them to bring some of the 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 um not mainline ones like ghost of sparta ascension all those ones would be a lot of fun to play so chains of olympus that was for the psp i never had the psp ghost of sparta was for the psp too ascension um ascension though that was a ps3 game i don't know anyways anyways since we're already on the topic let's talk about let's talk about god of war and legacy um got a war release for playstation 2 super successful sold something like a million copies in its first year which was big for a game at that time um 
the team knew by the end of development on the first God of War that the series would continue, or at least they had hoped. They tease it in the end credits of the first game. There's a screen that pops up. This is Kratos for return. And he did. God of War 2 um, came out shortly thereafter, also very successful. And they collectively launched God of War as a, like I said, it, it's a pretty well celebrated franchise. They're, they're, you know, they've made prequels and sequels. The PS3 got God of War. Um, PS4 got the modern God of War. Um, they got a reboot in 2018. The story is not rooted in Greek mythology anymore. The 2018 series roots it in Norse mythology, which is a su- which is super cool twist. A lot of us didn't really see. Um, and like I said, the modern God of War is regarded by so many as like the one of the greatest games for the PlayStation 4. Uh, I wrote here, it's the fifth highest rated PS4 game on Metacritic. It scores a 94 out of 100. So. Damn, it's pretty high rating. Very high rating. Um, Santa Monica Studios still involved, still making God of War. They made all the God of Wars. The, the new Norse ones still made by Santa Monica Studios. But aside from that, they have been a resource and incubator for indie game studios. They are a publisher to they basically help these smaller studios work with Sony. Uh, for instance, they helped that game company with Journey. We did an episode on Journey before. Um, they helped Phenomenal Eat Sleep. Game. Phenomenal. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you think so. I was. I, I'm glad that you really liked that one. That was a great game. Um, they helped Eat Sleep Play make all the modern Twisted Metal games, the like 2008 to 2012 Twisted Metals. Um, recently we talked about q games and the pixel junk series they helped with that um they helped ready at dawn make order 1886 for the playstation 4 i think that was one of the early ps4 games great game short but cool um so they they do they they help all these smaller studios do really great things so they they make great games in themselves but they also are great support studio so um now david jaffe he left uh, Sony Computer Entertainment in 2007. He founded Eat Sleep Play, uh, which, again, he was involved in the 2008 and 2012 Twisted Metal games. He left Eat Sleep Play in 2012 over creative differences with the company. Um, in 2014, he started a studio called the Bartlett Jones Supernatural Detective Agency. That's kind of a, a mouthful, huh? That is quite the mouthful. Where they that made name come from. I have no clue. I I didn't. I I looked it up. I I don't know. But they only made one game. It was called Drawn to Death, and it wasn't received very well. They were working on another game that was canceled, and once that game was canceled, they shut down the studio. So it made one game and got shut down. And now he's a now now he's an online personality. You can find him on YouTube. He has a channel called David Jaffe Games. He streams, he posts gaming news five days a week. He has a show called Gavin Plus Games. So, which I watched the other day. It's, a, it's, he's I, he's I, I'm sure he's got a big audience. It's good for him. You know what I mean? Right. So, Absolutely. And the God of War series is still going. Um, as we know, Ragnarok just came out end of 2022, wasn't it? Or is that a 2023 game? I don't remember. I Was couldn't it? tell you. Was it this year? Early this year? Or was it late last year? Uh, I believe it was like end of the year last year. Let's see. 2022, God of War Ragnarok. Came out on November 9th. It was. November 9th, 2022. So end of year. We just got our last um, our last one. And it was... Um, it just it, it's it's like that game that everyone loves, you know, at the Game Awards last year, it won best narrative, best action adventure, innovation, accessibility. It won a ton of awards. Um, the British Academy Game Awards, the BAFTA Awards, it was nominated 14 times. That's the most nominations for any game in the history of BAFTA Awards. So this series is still hot and relevant and not going anywhere. And here in 2005, it started with a pretty awesome installment on Greek mythology. And that's God of War. 
Rob, you really got to play them if they remake them. Oh, absolutely. They're definitely something that I would like to play someday. I think if I ever get an older PlayStation, then I will. I think you'd really like them. But what the hell are the bathtub awards? BAFTA. B-A-F-T-A. BAFTA. Oh. The hell is that? What is BAFTA? Yeah. BAFTA is the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. Ah. That's interesting. Never heard of it. Yeah, that, that one doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Well, that's got a war. Sure is. Definitely got a war. Um, definitely, 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 definitely got a war. I do like the fighting system oh, in the it's two new God of Wars. So, you, you like the new ones? The new one, it, it kind of reminds me more of like a Dark Soulsy kind of fight style, not like the hack and slash of the original ones. I will I will 100% give you that, but I think that's why I like the old one. I liked, that was one thing I remember. So you gotta understand, this is 2005. We didn't have fighting systems like we do now. Like, I think after like this was a change like how fast and how fluid and the combos that you could just keep going and going and going and going there weren't games that were doing this at the time and in fact we didn't really get any evolution of this until like batman arkham asylum like a decade later um maybe not a decade that might be exaggeration but that was kind of the next one but this was kind of an evolution um I, I don't know. For me, I think Devil May Cry would be the equivalent for you because Devil May Cry definitely has the same fluidity. Um, but they just took that and this was this was great for me. So I was gonna say Dark Souls came out around the same time as uh Batman did. Yeah. Within the same era at least. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That this was this the how the the, the combo system the really brutal executions of the enemies. Um, this this was just so cool. This was great. I still like playing it. It was a game that for a while, like I was playing yearly. Like there are games in my life, like Final Fantasy VII, that I used to pick up every summer. After this came out, like Eric, my best friend and I, roommate, had it. We played this like once a year, played through it once a year because it was such a great game. Um, and I, I remember doing I mean, I've probably played through it four or five times. It's a it's fantastic. So worth worth the ride, in my opinion. I enjoy it every single time. So, yes, I uh, do remember the fight with Hercules, actually, but I don't remember what game it was. Yeah, later, 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 later. So um, later, later, later. Anyway, anyway. You know, this is a good game, you know, and and made by Santa Monica Studios. And like we said, Santa Monica Studios helps other studios make games. Uh, one of which they did was a um, was that game company that they made alongside Journey. Now we talked about Journey. We did it in an old, old, old episode. Um, I don't remember how old of an episode. Rob, do you remember how old of an episode? Pretty old, Dave. That's all yeah, I remember. It'd be episode 28. Rob, where can people find episode 28? Well, Dave, people can find episode 28 on our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Yes, they There's can. a calendar of previous and future episodes Ooh. to know what topics we're talking about. So maybe you can give us some input about your involvement with those games. Right on. And, uh, you know, they can find profiles of David and I. Uh, links to our Discord where we post some cool stuff about games. And we play some cool games. And games. And game games. 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 Um, and games. also, there's links to our social media. Which mine, although I said would be ready this week, I didn't have as much time and are still a work in progress. So whip for the week. And Dave, what about you? I'm on various platforms as David is wrong. Damon, are you streaming or anything these days? Not really anymore. I kind of gave up on it to mm-hmm. when I couldn't get affiliated. So. so I guess I'm the only social media plug this week. Moving on. Each week, we tell you a story about one 
topic relevant to the current week in gaming history. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the topic, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to the world as its legacy. When we teach, we learn. Beautiful cycle. We're very blessed to be able to do this week in and week out and teach you things. But as part of our commitment to that cycle, we always talk about our takeaways uh, and what we learned each week. So, Damon, I'm going to start with you. What did you learn today? Honestly, the kid thing. The kid, the swallowing the, children? The, the swallowing of children, and I never knew that. Like, even though I really like the Greek side of, like, gods and stuff, I never knew that they swallowed their children. <laughs> Rob, are you surprised that's his favorite takeaway? I, I'm really not, no. <laughs> Not at all. Like I can't think of a more brutal thing as being a father than swallowing your own kid. True. Rob, what did you learn today? Well, I would have to say for me, the most interesting thing is that these games were uh, kind of based on heavy metal. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I, again, my, I don't have as much experience with the comic book, but I saw the movie and had familiarity with it. Um, it's, you know, pretty awesome reference in the South Park film or not film. There's an episode, um, that it's, it's featured in, um, maybe it was the movie. Maybe I'm getting my things crossed. Anywho, it's just knowing heavy metal and then knowing that it inspired in some sense, this game is kind of freaking awesome true so it's just it's a clashing of cultures that i i'm really about because you know i mean although i don't know it nearly as well as you obviously i do enjoy greek mythology and when i learn about the actual things and not some random things that this game portrays um you know it's always been interesting to me and it's something that i've have taken some time and learned um but just seeing that and then heavy metal which I mean, come on, heavy metal. Right. For anyone who knows it, we're dudes. Heavy metal's awesome. Agreed. To so put those two together, and you're going to have a pretty badass game, in my opinion, which, yes, it's shocking I've never played it, like you said, Dave, but, you know, one of these days I'm going to sit down and play them all, and I'm sure I'm going to love every second of it. Or watch it. I mean, you do that sometimes. They're great. So. Yeah, that's true. I could also do the watching. It's it's the especially as you get later in the series, like the scope of the games as it goes on is phenomenal. So and the new ones are great, too. The the ones that dive into North Norse Norse mythology, they're fantastic. So which I would like to mention is my favorite set of gods. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So. Um, I let's see, I'm going to take I'm going to take that one. Uh, I had never heard of Connecticut ever. Don't remember it. Never heard of it. Didn't know that it was a game. Didn't know that it was a game engine. And as a last little note, it wasn't just a game engine for God of War. They built God of War 2 on it. And they also built the original SOCOM game on it. So, really? Mm-hmm. A, a, game, a game engine made for a futuristic racing game. They made... That, you know they put those three games on which is so such a cool concept to repurpose that in my mind so well hey they had to keep the engine running <laughs> oh brother all right well we did it boys um this is about that time where we close it out damon any last words um mainly if you haven't played it which would be surprising it surprises me that rob's never played it you should, really, you should really just give it a chance. All right. If you like hack and slash type of games, it's right up your alley. True statement. One of the best ones out there for hack and slash genre. Great story, great gameplay. There's 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 not a lot of bad things about it, so um Rob, how about you? Anything you'd like well, to add before I take it out of here? As always, Dave, I do gotta take a quick moment to say thank you so much to everyone for listening. We enjoy knowing that you find some joy in listening to us babble on and on about video games and their history. So thank you. Awesome. Well, on that note, I'm going to take it out of here. So next week, we're going to tell you the story about one of the greatest real-time strategy games of all time. 
Originally released in 1998, StarCraft has enthralled millions and can now be found as one of the few games inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. As part of its history, we're going to learn all about how it changed over the course of its development from a game built on the Warcraft engine to its own unique engine and a game with its own unique personality. So stick around and join us again next week as we fight against the Zerg Rush on yet another trip down memory card lane. Do the thing. Skip it in, dup, 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 doo doo.